This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly slice of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host, and this is episode 168. This week, I caught up with Bob Kerbishley, product specialist at Banazoo, to learn all about vinegar. There's been a big trend recently towards creating more specialist vinegars, and Bob likens it to the craft beer movement for the sheer variety out there. So if you think it's just about putting malt vinegar on your chips or red wine vinegar in your salad dressing, then listen up and you might get some new ideas. Okay, so this week we've got a very special guest. Um, this is Bob Kerbishley and his job title is Product Specialist at Bella Zoo, which is a fantastic um, company who do oils, vinegars, they do harissa, they do shawarma paste. Um, but today we're here to talk about vinegar in particular, because it's a subject that I'm fascinated with. And I know that you're, well, you're an expert at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway, expert. welcome, Bob. Thank you. Hello. Yeah, oh, I, I don't like that word expert, but there's always something more to learn. But thank yeah. you very much. Yes. Um, I think vinegar is becoming more and more trendy. And we'll talk about trends later on in the podcast. But um, but first of all, like what what is vinegar and how is it made? Okay, so vinegar is derived this from, from the old French of vin agra, which mm. is sour wine. So originally, I'm imagining uh, it would have been wine, um, although I, I, I dispute that. I think anywhere where you've got alcohol that's being brewed, there's yeah. a damn good chance that vinegar. vinegar is being produced yeah. uh, at the same, you know, as a, as a byproduct of that. Because yeah. as, as we all know, if you if you let the bacteria get in there, they will do their thing regardless. Yeah. So it's kind of, it. is it a second fermentation that's happening in that case with vinegar? Because you've had your first fermentation of the alcohol and then... Yeah, so it's sugars to alcohol, alcohol to acetic acid. To, right. To, yeah, so it's, 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 it's uh, what do you, what do you class it? It's a, I guess it is a secondary fermentation. I mean, yeah. I know... Um, with uh, like the apple vinegar that we do, that that um, if I, I was covering this this weekend as to why that tastes very different to, to cider, yeah, um, and because the the, the oh. whole thing will will take well because cider vinegar because I, I think because they when you produce cider you allow it to mature and yeah. it, it, it develops all the flavours from the wood, but with apple you've got that immediate you've got apple juice with sugar, sugars go to alcohol, alcohol goes straight to vinegar, and then you still got the apple flavours. Yeah, so you lose all of the alcohol. Um, I'm sure there's um, there is a there's a, a part, tiny bit there's a part per billion thing which yeah. I, I don't bother myself with yeah. it because it, it, it doesn't affect me. I, I mean no. I, I know that um, it can be an issue with, um, with with our Muslim customers. So oh, really? there are ways of of you removing it completely. Yeah, either removing it completely or there are vinegars you can have which um, where it, it, it's at a minimal. But then within that there are some uh, mm. some um, Muslims who who aren't you know there are some who are very strict and some who aren't. Yeah. So and you mentioned there before the difference between say 
apple vinegar and cider vinegar. And the fact is you can make vinegar from any type of alcohol. Yep. So things like, um, I guess the obvious ones are wine. Yep. But then um, I think the Asian community, um, rice wine vinegar, which is made. So it's it's just basically your base is going to, because I think a lot of people probably think, um, obviously you've got different types of vinegar, but vinegar's got a certain profile, but actually it can be very, very subtle differences. It can be incredibly subtle, but I think um, we were discussing this yesterday um, at the office. We had a, a, some some guests in and that that whole thing of, I think I think these, uh, certainly for the last 20 years, I think these foods uh, have come in waves where you start off with a product that you think you know. So let, yeah. let, so uh, less for argument's sake, say bread. That bread is bread is bread. It, it comes in a packet, <laughs> you open it up, and it's made by, you, you know, it's delivered every morning. Um, and then suddenly you'll get a, an artisanal baker, for want of a better word, or a craft baker, or just a smaller baker opening yeah. up. And, and then people discover something new. And this, yeah. I think this has been going along uh, for the for the least for the last 20 years. Uh and yeah, vinegar's the latest one where you go from this generic red and white, which yeah. is just produced with a with a method that's that produced it in less than twenty four hours. There's yeah. no subtlety. And everyone just goes, Oh, that's red wine vinegar. Yeah. Oh, that's white wine. Make a else. dressing of when I was growing up, it was pretty much just malt vinegar, malt vinegar on your yeah. chips. <laughs> malt vinegar on brown bread as yeah. I used to yeah. <laughs> Which has actually got trendy again. People are fitting it in. I know um uh Max, do you know Max's salmon shop in North London? I don't know. So he does a um he does a malt vinegar mayonnaise that goes on one of his sandwiches because he wants that like mad kick. To yeah, I mean, so I mean, I brought you a malt vinegar in to try. Did actually, you? I brought you which is which has been made in in Italy, and it's it's been so it's actually a Scottish malt vinegar. Oh wow! That's. That, um, that is imported into Italy and then it's treated a little bit like uh, the balsamic vinegar and it's aged in, uh, matured in oak. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's good. It, it's, and, but then there's barley, uh, there's malt extract added right. to it. Oh, I see. So it gives it that nice sweetness. It's quite, it smells quite horlicksy, yeah. So we're not talking sarsen. We love sarsens, by the way. It I'm is. a big fan. I've got, I've got some in my cupboard. It's got its place. We all have. It knows have its place. as well, yeah. Um, so can we talk about the mother in vinegar, because that's yeah. something I'm quite interested in. So that's this kind of weird, slippery creature that lives in the vinegar. And what job does that do? So the mother is a, it's a bacterial mat. and yeah. uh, it's, Bacterial mat? It's, well, it's, well, I, I always think <laughs> I had the bacterial mat. <laughs> it sounds really attractive, doesn't very, it? I've got all... That, that's to quote, to it's like a jellyfish looking thing, I've got all thing, the best words to misquote <laughs> Mr. Trump. Uh, it's, I mean, I always think of it as a bacterial mat. It's, okay, so there's... If, if you if you go with the, the, the Orleans method, which is the arguably the original way of making vinegar, right. and, and the Orleans method... Um, and if, there's a wonderful book by Angela Clutton, which you should, I think it's called The Vinegar Cupboard. The Vinegar Cupboard, Cupboard you, yeah. The Vinegar Cupboard, yeah. yeah. So and I think this she talks about, this certainly where I learned this. Is yeah. that, so uh, it, the reason it's called the Orleans Method is because Orleans outside of Paris is where yeah. all the wine went. Um, and once you passed Orleans, you paid a duty on the wine. Yeah. And what they found was that uh, some of the wine was going, and it, 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 it turned, it turned yeah. to vinegar. So they started going through the barrels and making sure that they hadn't turned, otherwise they'd be paying duty on vinegar. So right. Orleans became the centre yeah. of vinegar production in France, arguably probably in Europe. Um, and that method is a big barrel, a hole in the, hole in the end, yeah. a hole in the top, a gauze over it to stop insects getting in, and you get a big, what I call a bacterial mat forming yeah. on the top. Uh, and it, it looks like... Um, 
is like a jelly, like yeah. like you said, like a like a, a clear jelly, like a jelly disc kind of yeah. thing. Well, yeah. I mean, it covers the whole top, so yeah. it, so and it, but it needs to float on the top, and it yeah. needs to be able to uh, take in oxygen and uh, be in contact with the alcohol. Yeah, so it can convert. It's that. incredible though what it does, the yeah. job it does. It is. So that's the traditional way of making it. That's the very that's the, the that's the traditional way. I'm sure some people would argue with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure there are there. Are, I, I'm sure really the traditional way is just to leave it open to the elements, oh, and, and, and that's it. But that that I think you could argue that's the first standardised yeah. way, um, industrialised way of making vinegar. All right, cool. Um, can we talk about um, a particular vinegar which I'm quite interested in, which is balsamic, which. It, it's interesting for me because it ranges from you can walk in a supermarket and buy balsamic vinegar for like under a fiver. You can also walk into a posh deli and you can spend a hundred quid on balsamic vinegar. Yeah. I mean, what? Who regulates this stuff? It's like <laughs> here we go. Right here we go. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you can not just under a fiver. You can buy it for under a pound. Can you? Yeah, wow. you can buy balsamic. But vinegar. that's not balsamic, is it? Or is it? No, I mean, Strictly. so um, I mean, I've been doing a lot of talking about this lately, and I and I think I I kind of have come to the decision, the personal decision, that I think unless it's a twelve or a twenty five year old, um, which I will come to explain. Okay, that is the original balsamic vinegar, right? And everything else that you're kind of tasting is is because it was really only invented in the nineteen eighties. Yeah, um, it's 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 not an imitation; it's a slightly different product. So I'm going to have to explain it. Aren't no, I? no, yeah. please do. I'm, okay, I'm, so yeah. you so you've got you've you've got there's um there's, so there's two areas in Italy that are allowed to produce balsamic vinegar. So therefore, in the whole of Europe, so okay. there's Emilia Romagna and yeah. there's Modena, and they are right next to each other. There was a lot of arguing, tussling um, in the 70s and 80s about who could, could legally produce it, and then they agreed to differ, and they formed their own consortia, consortiums. Uh, so oh. they they govern what may or may not be called. So vinegar. there's two consortiums. There's two: oh. Emilia Romagna and and Modena. Yeah. So we, um, the company I work for, uh, Bellazoo, we we only deal with the Modenese ones. Um, but uh, then, and this is ongoing. They are they are looking at, at, at legislation, regulation all the time. Just yeah. just fine tweaks now. So if we deal with modernese ones, you've then that's then splits into three types. You've got um PDO, yeah. traditionale, traditional. You've got IGP, which is indicated geographical position. Right. And then you've got um you've got um condimenti, uh, which is anything that falls outside those rules for whatever reason. Okay. Um so the PDO, the traditional, uh it's you're allowed to use seven or eight different types of grapes, yeah. but the traditional ones of Modena are Lambrusco, Trebbiano. Okay, Lambrusco is a red grape, uh, Trebbiano is a white grape. Um, they are grown. They're not this kind of dog ends of wine production. They no. are grown specifically to make vinegar, really? and that's one of the things that makes balsamic different. Is that it's not a byproduct of something no, else. No, they're it, actually it, creating it from scratch. You're cre- you, you are growing those grapes with an intention to make a vinegar. Um, so the wine quality, they're hand-picked. Uh, they are then crushed and cooked up until fairly recently. I mean, there probably are some people still using open fires right. uh, on, in copper vats, but, um, but a lot of people do it electrically because you can just control the temperature a lot yeah. better. You never want to take it over 85 degrees or the whole lot can go bitter. Uh, you reduce it, and this is where the game starts of ever, ever uh, diminishing uh, returns <laughs> because you're then taking all of those grapes and yeah. you're boiling it gently uh, over the 10, 12 hours and you're reducing it by two thirds. Then that cools down and that's called the cotto musto, the cooked must. 
Oh, the, so that's the great must that you see on the bottle. Yeah, yeah that's the that, that's the must. So, I mean, in, in wine production, they talk about the must, which is right. basically the juice. But, but yeah. in, in vinegar production, it's the cotto must or the, the cooked must. That's then put into pretty big barrels, about the, probably about the size of this room. They're 10 to 15,000 litres, which they're only ever two thirds full okay. and they only ever take a third out. So in effect, you've got a you've got a mother. Yeah. You've got a mother vinegar in the bottom. Okay. Um, and then... I like to say that it's a question of leaving it for 12 or 25 years, but it's not as simple as that okay. because they, they, they're checking them for bacterial infections. And the most important thing is, is arguably, is that they decant them from smaller to smaller barrels. And, the, the, and there's four, and I always forget the four, uh, there's four types of wood. So oak, ash, rose, sometimes juniper, um, cherry sometimes used as well, okay. and all of these woods impart different flavors. But essentially, you are um, you are just leaving them to do their thing over twelve and twenty five wow. years. They are kept in, and if there are any Italians listening, I apologize, but I think it's acetto, yeah. or which I always call them atticos, which they are stone and wooden houses that are built specifically to replicate the conditions of attics, which is where people used to make... Little vinegar houses. They're like, yeah, they, I mean, they, they're not even little. They're, they're, <laughs> well, they're, they must be they're, huge, They're actually, really yeah. quite big. They, I mean, they are the size... They're bigger than my house, let's yeah. put it that way. I'm just, just <laughs> one of them. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they, they're kept in there. And the smell in that place is amazing. It, it just... Um, somebody... What did somebody describe it as yesterday? Um, they tried the 25-year-old. And they, they described it like... Um, it smelled and tasted like old churches. Oh wow! Yeah, but in yeah, a good yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, in in a, in a really good way. Uh, so yeah, so they they sit there and then um, they're continually sort of checking them. After the twelve or twenty five years, yeah. they will then um, they'll taste them and they usually, in fact, they always have to blend them because each barrel will have its own reaction going on because it will have different bacteria. Right. So they then blend. So they're like them. balancing it all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're looking. I mean, um, in our case, um, Alessandro or Marina will they will they will have a f they will know what their flavour is, what, mm. what what they're going for, how to how to balance it. Because I guess one might be sweeter, one might be more acidic. Mm. But they they will um, they will mix it, they will blend it, and then on the last Friday of every month, yeah, uh, there is a meeting at the consortio of. 13 blind taste tests. They're not blind. They they blind taste test. And uh, and they um, they would try it and it has to reach a certain amount of points. If it doesn't reach the points, yeah. it will be sent back. If it does hit the points or go over, it will be accepted. And then the consortio will bottle that batch of 12 or 25-year-old vinegar and they will charge the producer 13 euros per bottle for the pleasure of doing so. So you've kept this, so you've done everything. You've grown the grapes, you've crushed them, you've cooked them, you've put them into the barrels, you've looked yeah. after them for 12 or 25 years. Yeah. You've then put it forward to be tasted. It's been accepted. All the costs that that's involved down 12 or 25 years. And then you get charged 13 euros per bottle to, to actually have it bottled. And then it goes back to you. And then you've still got to put labels on it, put it in a lovely box and, uh, and then sell it. It doesn't sound very fair. To the producer, <laughs> um, I think mean. it's. I, I mean, it explains why it's so expensive. Yeah. But I think it's better than than everybody getting in on the act and producing yeah. all sorts of rubbish. I mean, that, that that's the reality. Is that it's very specific to that area. Hence yeah. why it's a PDO and an IGP. And I think it's better this way. Um, I mean, fair enough. It's you know, it is quite expensive. It's an amazing story of how a product can, you know, can be can get that artisan and get that particular. Um, what would you say to people who 
if they're just kind of wandering even around the supermarket or deli or whatever. So what what are the things that they should be particularly looking for or or the things to avoid when you pick up a bottle and you look at the back and it says... So it's really rare to find traditional in a supermarket, let's put it that way. Because yeah. when you're talking for a 12-year-old, you're talking 80, 90 pounds for 100 really? litres. Wow. For a 25-year-old... I guess, yeah, because it's that old, yeah. It's that, I mean, it's, it's, 100, it's, it's, it's a pound a drop. We like to... It's probably more than a pound yeah. a drop now. It's, it's, a, it's 100 and something pounds for 100 mil for a 25-year-old vinegar. Yeah. Um, what's it, so, I mean, I think it's, I can't really answer that question until I talk about IGP. So, okay. which is so, yeah, so IGP is the more commercial one, which was oh, okay. largely so created. Yeah, yeah. it's created in the eighties. The rules are ostensibly the same in that you, you're allowed seven different types of grape. Yeah. Our producer uses Lambrusco Trebbiano again, and, and the process is similar that, it, that they have to be wine quality yeah. and yada, yada, pan picked and cooked up. The difference is with, with the vast majority and particularly where you're dropping below the kind of, I guess, but sort of seven, eight pounds threshold, yeah. you are the cheaper the vinegar. You want to be looking for caramel. And, right. And um, so, yeah, I'll explain why I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so they, they a lot of them actually buy. Do you remember the brewing kits from the 70s and yeah, 80s? Yeah, I do. Right. So the brewing kits where everything's done for you and you just open the brewing yep. kit and you pour it in pour and you add hot water and, and sugar and you've got beer or lot. Horrible smelling beer Disgusting. in the back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my, my, my brother's the exploding yeah, bottles in the cupboard at night. Yeah. Well, there's a commercial version of that where there are there are companies that take the grapes and they produce um, the must, the oh, cotton mustard. Right. They, they, they do that and they sell the must to balsamic producers. Yeah. So they buy the concentrate. Yeah. And then they make balsamic vinegar. So the way quite a lot of them make that is that they, they do all of that with the grapes. They, they crush them. But instead of cooking them slowly, they take them, um, they put them on a conveyor belt to the top of an extraordinarily large tower. Yeah. Where about a third of the way down, there's superheated steam. They drop through the steam. And by the time they touch the floor, they're cooked. Oh, wow. But because it's so hot, you don't get that bitterness from going over 85. Yeah degrees Celsius, but neither do you get the colour. So therefore, you have to add caramel. Now, there's another new way, which I don't fully understand, which um, Alessandro talked about, which is uh, osmosis, using osmosis, which will uh, remove all your must in oh, a couple see. of minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have the same issue. So you'll take all the juice out in a couple of minutes um, and you've still got the same issue where you have to add caramel. And does a caramel obviously would add the sweetness as well as the colour? No, just, really? just the colour. It's, oh. ju it's just because it, caramelisation is is, is, uh, is, is, is the sugar's not being burnt, but being, um, well, they're being darkened, aren't they? Yeah. They're developing a, 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 a oh, they're caramelising, they're developing yeah, a, yeah, a yeah, deep yeah, flavour, yeah. but it is burning. Um, but yes, so... That's the thing to watch out for, really, is, is, is a caramel. Now, it's interesting. You can buy, um, you can buy like a 15-pound bottle of IGP balsamic vinegar, right. which is nice and thick, which is sweet, which is lovely. And you can buy a 99-pence bottle of IGP vinegar, which has got exactly the same classification. And everything that I've talked about there is true, except that there's the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. Right. So a lot, the vast majority of these manufacturers just go by the letter of the law. And okay. so they do this, they do that, and no more. They don't do any more than they have to. And that would include it spending three months in a wooden barrel, okay. an oak barrel usually. 
And then that's it. It's ready for sale. So it doesn't have a chance to um, take on any flavours, develop any further flavours, and, and you have got that 99 pence, that £1.50 product. Um, there are others that um, that go with the spirit of the law. So they, they do everything necessary and a little bit more. So okay. that spends all its time in wood, but in climate-controlled rooms, so the thickening... Um, happens naturally by evaporation, but because it's in a climate-controlled room, it's not just in the summer where it does everything, and in the winter it just settles down. Yeah, um, it just <clears throat> well, they, they do regulate the temperature. It's doing it continually over a two, three, four, five okay. year period. Wow, I've made myself very dry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> drinking water. <clears throat> Stick around to hear more from Bob about the wonderful world of vinegar. So, so, so the the answer is when you're. I, I guess the answer is to find something at your price level that that suits your cooking and your eating style. And yeah, I, I've, I guess I kind of got off the track there. In that, um, so the caramel is one thing you're looking for, but but there, there's other things like the, the acidity should never ever dominate. Right. Um, yeah. A balsamic vinegar. That's just and you. If you're going to try these, uh, you, you'll you'll see with the twelve and twenty five year old. Yeah. Sweetness should always come first. And and they should never tussle yeah. to kind of dominate. They just kind of they should just blend. Um, so yes, that comes down to taste. But then there's many different. You know, if you're if you're choosing a nice dense one, um, I mean, we haven't really talked about density, but the, you, you can just about see when I'm okay, moving so that around. Some, we've got some little pipettes here. Of which one is this one? The that 20... I think is it was either the twelve wow. or the twenty. I've written it in black, and of course you can't. So oh, there we go. That's a twenty-five year old you've got there. Okay. Um, but that's what the Italians call wearing its shirt. It's 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 um, it's it's, sort of, <laughs> it's, it's sticking coat in the bottle. Coat in the bottle, yeah. Yeah. Um, and 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 that that's another sign of a good vinegar. But you're you you're gonna have to pay a little bit more money uh, yeah. to kind of get to, to to that stage. Should we try some then? Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. Um, why don't, well, let's try them in order. So you have to have the twelve year old and see if you can see any um, any difference there. Okay, I'll pretend if I can't because I don't want to <laughs> seem like a... no. Don't <laughs> pretend. No, it's it's. I mean, it's interesting because I mean, not everyone can. And I, and if you blind tested me, I'm not entirely sure that I yeah. could. To be honest, I think with it you. looks a bit. I'm just going to drop it on my hand. Yeah, that's here. fine. How's oh that? wow! Yeah, I definitely. It has got. And I know it's I know it's got nothing to do with malt vinegar, but you know when we were talking about malt extract before, because mm. you get that kind of lovely, um, round kind of warm feel from it. That's great. There, there's a lot going on. There's a, an awful lot going on. So you, you're, I mean, you know, I've had everything from Christmas cake to, yeah. to dried fruit. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I don't think any of these descriptions. It's are kind wrong. of sweet, savoury, umami. It's of. a lot, and the wood. But don't forget the wood. If you if you have a little smell, yeah, you go, you grab yours and have a little smell of yeah. that one. And you can, I mean, you you can definitely oh, smell. Um, you see what I mean about, about tasting oh God, and smelling yeah, like yeah, churches? Yeah, 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 it's lovely. It's amazing. I mean, you could just like, you could probably just neck this in a little shot glass, couldn't you? You can. I mean, that, but the name the name comes from... <laughs> Not that I do that kind of thing ever, you know. <laughs> oh, I do. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's, what's it, is it balsamo with the, the Latin, which is a kind of restorative. That's where the mm. name comes from. So pe- I've just found out the other day that people actually used to drink this too. They used to think it, it warded off the... Or it cured them of the plague. I mean... Yeah, it's worth a try, isn't it? It's worth, anything's <laughs> worth a try with the plague. In the midst yeah. of the plague, yeah, that's really fascinating. Wow. Um, and how 
How much did you say the twenty-five-year-old one was? So a twenty-five. You've probably got in your hands the what? What is that? About fifty mil? Yeah. No, it's twenty-five mil, isn't it? So yeah. there's, there's about thirty quid's worth. There. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, it's it is. I mean, it is. It's it, 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 But uh, you know, I once I asked Alessandro who makes it. I, I yeah. said to him, well, "Look, what did, you know? Do you what do you use it for?" Yeah. What would you use it for? What well, would you do? But he just said, don't, "Don't think we put it on our chips. Don't yeah. think we use it. This is for special occasions. <laughs> yeah. Every every family, certainly in that area, would have one. a little something. They were drizzling something. And, and it's for, yeah, it's for weddings. It's for funerals. It's for christenings. <laughs> and it's a little special occasion. Special vinegar. occasions. And it is a little drop. They yeah. will put. They'll just put a little drop on, and yeah. that's it. Cool. Um, can we talk about, because we said before about how vinegar is suddenly like becoming super trendy mm. and there's so many different types and variations out there. Um, what sort of things have you seen happening like popularity wise? From a business point of view, varietal vinegars are the thing. I mean, that that's yeah. the... Um, that's the next big thing. And this is what I was saying at the beginning, I mm. think, that, that, that the, all these... You know, we've had this. I mean, I love beer. I love pale ale yeah. and and and. Or well, like the craft beer explosion kind of thing. It's it's yeah. yeah. It's I mean, it's a very it's a it's similar. a very similar thing. Yeah, you know, you're you what you're getting is a, a movement of people going. Hang on, I, I I like beer and I know there's something better and I'm going to try and make something yeah. different. I don't understand why they all taste the same. Yeah. And so that's been ongoing for what 15 years and yeah. it, it shows no sign, thankfully, of abating. And I think, and, and I don't pretend vinegar is going to be anywhere near as big, but it, but it's it's exactly it's a similar thing. People, you know, people are going. Well, what, if, I want if there's that many different types of wine. Yeah. Why can't I have that many different types of vinegar? Why do I have to stand go for this one standardized taste? It's grinds for divorce in my house. Which is what the, <laughs> <laughs> the amount of stuff that I bring home and like. My husband's like, well, where's that going to go? <laughs> yeah, okay. I, now you know, sp- when you start looking into it, there's so many different varieties. I guess I guess if you if you say, for example, your red wine vinegar is your thing, you love that in your salad dressings, then then you're talking about like Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot and yep. and there's even other ones out there, isn't there? There so, are. Um, where's, where's the... That's a Merlot. So you, would, you, so you could basically chase down your particular thing that you were interested in and then go further into it yeah i mean I, there, there's an awful lot out there so i mean but it's but it's worth talking about the method so we already yeah. talked about the orleans which is the old way of doing it now yeah. the, the the way that the vast majority of of uh what i've started oh wow that's a, that's amazing yeah that's the merlot that's the merlot <laughs> that, that and and so it's oh, incredible that, it, they are i mean i'm, I'm, I'm gonna push them over there's to so you. much fruit in there though yeah. i mean like Winey fruit, but it's it's lovely. Yeah, oh. I mean, it, so the method that the, what I've started calling the generic vinegars, yeah. one pound fifty, your one pounds, without mentioning any major brands. Um, the method they use is called the submerged method, and that is a great big um, stainless steel tank kept at around 37, 38 okay. degrees, so around body temperature. You put um, red wine, whatever it's in there. Yeah. You pour bacteria in. You bubble oxygen through. Twenty four hours or less later, you've, you've got, got vinegar. It. That's oh. it. No subtlety. There's, there, you know, there's no refinement to the technique really yeah. at all. It is just to produce that uh, acetic acid. The one, the the Merlot and these others here that you can try yeah. um, are produced using a method that was uh, revived by uh, a company called Badia in the eighties called the Schutzenbach or the generator yeah. method. Similar sized tank. Um, but what they have is, um, I always struggle with this description, but they, if you imagine some plastic discs yeah. with slots in that slot together to form like a ball. So they kind of go... Oh, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. 
They're soaked in a always in a white wine mother vinegar. White because they can then use that with a red with, with a, a right. with, with a white wine yeah. to you know so it doesn't discolor. They're soaked in that. They're porous. They 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 stack hundreds maybe thousands into this vat which yeah. is kept at the same temperature. So the surface area you've got is absolutely enormous. I wouldn't even pretend to know what that what it would do. To, quadruple, whatever. Um, and then you have a reservoir of whatever liquid you're going to turn in, into, into vinegar. vinegar yeah. So um, apple, Riesling, Merlot, and it's pumped around yeah. and it drizzles over these discs and it takes three weeks. So it's kind of mimicking the whole mother thing, but in a much more efficient way. It, it's, yeah, it's efficient. You, it's it's a little bit quicker. It, it preserves a lot of the original flavors, flavors yeah. um, but it develops its own flavors. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing about uh, the Orleans method, if you sink the bacterial mat, yeah, it dies. So, so when they float, refill, yeah. when they they have a special thing to fill the barrel, which yeah. is kind of like an old ear horn that, yeah. that goes in, and then they, they and it, it's, it puts the liquid in under the mat, so it yeah. floats it up. Yeah. So yeah, you don't have that issue of it of it dying. It's yeah. a little bit more uh, forgiving, um, but it just produces the most amazing vinegars. And at the end, what they tend to do, some of them are aged for a year in oak, depending on which one. Uh, but they also then uh, blend them with a little bit of the original juice, yeah. the original must, and uh, it just um, softens down the the acetic acid yeah. and develops more flavours. Nice. And what about? Um, I mean, since you're such a vinegar expert, I'm guessing you're not just putting it on your salad. What unusual ways are you eating vinegar, drinking? I mean, because I've heard um, our our um, Drinks writer Hannah was talking about you know using vinegar as a as a drink space yeah. for various things. I think that's quite trendy in cocktails. It is, and I'll be really honest with you, I, I <laughs> you don't, don't do, do it. I don't do any of that. No, but we're Come very on, lucky because at work you can we have lie Henry. For the podcast, no one will tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got we've got a Henry. Henry, mm. uh, not Hoover. He's a chef, and uh, and Henry's been making shrubs. That's his latest. Oh yeah, thing. shrub is what it's called, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I I have an allotment, and I gave Henry a load of white currants, red currants, black currants, yeah. strawberries, and he uh, fermented them and yeah. use some of our vinegars and you create a drink yeah. and they are lovely yeah. so that that's one way of using them um and there are restaurants that are using these vinegars here particularly um the muscatel vinegar which i think is that is one, it that one it Can could I be that? That, muscatel is it apple let me just check which one i brought no that you'll you'll know which one that is i, would, I don't need to tell you which one that oh, is god don't put me on the spot like that <laughs> like my taste buds suddenly fail That's apple. All right. That's an apple. <laughs> it so did that, taste laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's an apple vinegar. So, yeah, there are, there are people who that's are using amazing. that um, and uh, to, to uh, macerate fruit. And I mean, I'm not a chef, so I, I don't really um, I don't really kind of concern myself with, with, with yeah. that, how you you use it because I am quite traditional. I mean, I but the thing is, I, I do use them for different. Yeah. So the apple vinegar, the, my favorite that's way really of using lovely, that yeah. is. Uh, whenever I have pork, whether it be pork chops or a slow roast pork, I'll make, um, I'll quite often make a coleslaw, yeah, um, but with yogurt and with Dijon, and then I'll that's add good. apple vinegar. That, for the... And that's got a kind of, to me, that's got a kind of slightly funky, funky, cidery, you know, like natural <laughs> wine, yeah. basically, you know how it just tastes like cider. Yeah. <laughs> so this is huge. The first time I had it, I was like, that's, that's just cider, isn't it? <laughs> I'm All saying right. nothing. Sorry, natural wine people. Um, but but it's got that kind of, you know, cider funk, the sort of West Country cider that you get that's just like naturally fermented and sort of, but 
for me, that's got a little bit of that in it, which is great because mm. it's got so much character. Yeah, I mean, and, and that is the thing. It, it, it's the character. You know, yeah. the, this one, this one I'm holding here is vermouth. Oh wow, that's a vinegar made from vermouth. Vermouth's very trendy at the minute as well. Yeah, it's um, like all it, these trends crossing each other. They they do, and and it, it's you know, I again, I, I don't really concern myself with the trends. It, it's just I'm just fascinated by by what people are out there Ooh. and doing. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's it, it's a lovely one. That one. It's and a. It's a. They're all really good. I mean, that's the. And that is the thing. Once you've. Once, once you you've, start on your little journey of exploration, you just can't go back to generic red or white no. because you know I love now. I will make a salad, and rather than making a dressing, you know, as kind of uh, three parts oil, uh, four parts oil, one part vinegar, yeah. I'll just put oil, and then vinegar. with a merlot, I'll just yeah. drizzle it on. Yeah. Nice and simple. Yeah. I mean, we have got, I think, no, that's not, that's the bottom. Awesome. This one should be the aforementioned malt vinegar. Oh, really? Yeah. But this is the kind of, this is posh malt vinegar. Yes, that's <laughs> aged, aged, Italian aged malt vinegar. Yeah, posh, if you like. But I like the fact that they thought it was worth doing, you know, because. And, and they did it for the Italian market, mm. not for the British market. Oh, that's market. really good, though. Yeah. And it's kind really of good. Horlicksy, kind yeah. of s almost like balsamic, but but with that, but the you. But it's got a bit more of a like tang to it, which you would expect from malt vinegar as well. And it, but it's a million miles away. Yeah, from, it's, from what it's you not get like in chip yeah, shop. exactly. No, no, it's it's incredible. Oh, that's amazing! Well, thank you so much for coming to chat to us today. That's I've learned loads, and I, I guess if people are out there, the the answer is go and look on those shelves and pick some up and something up unusual, take it home, try it. These are all great tips. I mean, I, I worked at Borough Market for 11 yeah. years and I, and, and the, the thing I, I, I always, from day one, was that um, it, it's, you, you rarely are people wrong. They've just got different tastes. Yeah. Go out there, find what you like. And, and but just, just buy, try different stuff because it is, yeah. it's confusing. There's, yeah. You know, supermarkets are, are great and terrible for produce for giving you six different, different products, things, yeah. all the same but different. Yeah. So when you found one, stick to it and move on and try and find another yeah. one. Good advice. Thank you very much. Thank Bob. you very much. Cheers. So that was the Yola Magazine podcast. If you like this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to find out more information on things in this episode, you can visit our website, olivemagazine.com. You can pick up a copy of our new September issue on the newsstand now, or go and download the app version. Bye for now, and we'll be back next week with more food and